0: Hello everyone, welcome to The Weeb Initiative, I'm your host, The Weeb. This is the show where every other week I'll be talking about anime, manga, and everything in between. This week, we'll be talking about a cult classic gunslinger girl so before i even start uh disclaimers spoiler alert i will talk pretty briefly about the story i will not like spoil too much because this is one of those stories that the journey is better than the ending but even then spoiler alert nonetheless so first off also housekeeping join the discord that's it so why did i read gunslinger girl what is gunslinger girl even so gunslinger girl is a manga series written by Yu ida the original run of the manga was may 2002 to september 2012 it has 15 volumes i think it has 100 chapters chapters are 20 pages long and the it had Uh, an anime two seasons, the first one from October 2003 to February 2004 and the second season was January 2008 to April 2008 I end one game for the PS2 on April 2004, I will not be talking about neither the game nor the anime, I just read the manga and just that so, I wanted to talk a bit about the author, just a little tidbit, right? So, uh, about the story. First, the anime, the manga is set in Italy for the whole thing, and it's really just Italy. They don't even mention Japan once by the, in the whole story, and this is a interesting thing, I think. Because you, Aida, also worked as designer, from what I could find, of uh, Eroge, uh, Bittersweet Fools, that also has a similar setting to Gunslinger Girls, which involves assassins and in Italy also. So, interesting to be, I think, Um, just wanted to say that, from her resume on Wikipedia, She is currently working in the serialization of her new manga, from what I gather, from August 2014, 1518. That's Ichigo Ichihachi. Yes, yes. So, anyways, that's about the author. The manga was published from 2002 to 2012. So, why did I read it? What is it about? and this is the thing right um, I have to tell a bit of backstory to why why I didn't even find this so one of my favorite anime of all time and manga for that reason the manga is even better than the anime in some parts is Haskell of the Dead and Haskell of the Dead has three things going for it first one it's a good good as itchy no, no competition there Second thing, it has one of the best, if not the best, wife ever written, Saya Takagi. No, no discussion there either. And the third thing, the third thing is the the one thing that nobody really cares but me. That is, it, it is so um so good in portraying guns. Shoji Sato and Daisuke Sato really took their time to really research and represent guns really well in the manga at the very least the if you even read nowadays you see it's one of the best representations one of the best Uh, they they draw it so well and also they have this whole thing where one of the characters is is a gun nerd so it's it's really nice and that for me is a, a positive so, anyways, why why did I why did I find how did I find Gunslinger Girl? Gunslinger Girl was on one of those whims that I just went into a site, just searched the tag like military or guns. I, I don't even remember right now. And then I saw the cover for the first volume, and I went, "Oh, lollies and guns! This this pretty much seems like a a predecessor to Black Bullet. Let's let's go. Let's just." Let's see what it's about, and I have to say I was not ready for what I got. For the most part, yes. So about the story, the whole setting is so strange. So, pretty TLDR of the whole thing: the whole f- the whole series is set in Italy, and it's a story about this, let's say, secret agency, intelligence agency, that over here. It is messed up, okay? They get girls that are near death's door, and they kind of explain why they only choose girls, but young girls that really kind of are already dead, but with a really slight chance of survival, they uh, kind of just erase their register like they really died, and then they... Uh, turn them into cyborgs and then they use them to fight terrorists don't, don't ask me why but that's the setting basically and then there is this whole thing where you see that the, um, they pass through a they go through a process of conditioning to adapt to their new life and forget uh, who they were before the whole accident or, or something that uh, got them there so it's, it's a whole messed up situation where every one of the girls really passed, through, went through a traumatic event, some really uh, just horrible things, uh, some things that you even question the human nature. And I'd say that, and, and that's really it. The whole thing about the manga is impacting you on every turn everything is shocking a- and to me that's a, a pretty uh, good departure for the normal happy go lucky uh, just shoot the bad guy and and be, be over with it I for the most part I have been searching for different stories different takes different things off the beaten path because for the most part Anything I read right now, I just guess the whole the whole series, the whole story, and I'm right and, and this gets me really mad. I, I want something that really is out there, something that really just shows me something something else. Something something different. I want something that's not the same thing we get every season with every Isekai anime, every Action anime, every romance nowadays that just gets to choose between two, two girls and always chooses the one that's wrong. But that's a story for another, for another time. The thing is, right? It's a whole messed up situation. All the girls represent uh, messed up situations, so you get to first you get into truths to the whole thing really lightly, right? so they just get the set, the setup, the um, whole thing, how uh, things work in an operational level so there's this, this agency, the social welfare agency that's the cover up and they have uh, guys who are the handlers for the girls, right? So the girls are cyborgs and they need um, human partners I don't know if they strictly say that All the partners, but most of them are men. Most of them either uh, have backgrounds in military or police or... I don't know. Some of them are just secret agencies from other agencies. One of them worked for the, let's say, equivalent for Interpol in the manga universe. And every one of them has this thing where they have a part of their past that changes them to their past, or it's the trauma that keeps them going or defines them. I'll I'll get to that, but the whole thing is that every girl has uh, a guy to accompany. They call this relation the fratello, that in Italian, I think it's uh, siblings, uh, something like that. Something about uh, brotherhood and and the f- and the all. So, how comes the story? Right, what what happens? Uh, so you get to meet the first generation of cyborgs. That is the really the first girls that are let's say adopted at the agency. So the main girl is Enrieta, whose fratello is Gi- Giuseppe, and then Riku with his her fratello uh, Jin. I don't remember his re- his real name. Jimmy's like the um, abbreviation for the name, but whatever. Angelica, Elsa, Klaes, and Triella. Those are the first generation girls. And then you see this whole development. The first chapters are really more about development, showing the first girls, showing what they go through. So you see each of the girls has uh, a different personality, although they are um, let's say, conditioning differently, they condition the same, they act differently because the, uh, as they say in the manga personality from before the conditioning is kind of kept because that's not something they can alter, and that's something the subconscious of the person and, and all, it's a whole bunch of uh, science jargon and psychology stuff, but I don't know if anything of that does any sense, anyways. The thing is, you get to meet all these girls, and they're let's say their normal work, right? And then you get to meet also the story of the one girl who the first one who really passed away after turning into a cyborg, Elsa whose handler was Lauro both of them died in a terrorist attack and nothing's really told about them really after the even after death because they just use this as a plot point at that point in the manga to say that even though the girls being cyborgs gain inhuman abilities effectively superpowers they are not immortal And also there is this whole thing that uh, surrounds the cyborgs, that is, they have a limited time span even though they are um, young. The human part of the body does not survive the stress and the conditioning in itself for long. So the first generation is expected to live... For five to maybe seven years and so moving next that we also learned from Klaes who's the another one of the first generation girls and her handler that was Captain Habalu. Captain Habalu, after uh, an accident involving Klaes in, in a terrorist attack he lose movement of one of his legs and so he retires from the the agency and that's to say that not all not all the um, the let's say the handlers are willing to continue fighting with uh so high a risk so high a stressful job uh, job that puts yourself in the line of fire so that's pretty much what I can say about the story, so so what's the whole thing, right? The whole thing is that from that point on, after the introductions and all, we really start the overarching story for the whole manga. No no fillers in this so we go through first off, what's the terrorist attack? If you need to create a secret agency to produce cyborgs to fight terrorists. What the heck's happening in Italy to demand that? So, in in this world, right, I am not Italian. I can already say that. I do not understand the stakes here. But there's this whole thing where the South and the North of Italy are in dispute because the South wants to stay united as Italy and the North wants to separate and become its own nation. The thing is, the south cr- that is the present power uh, in power of the cabinet created the agency to fight the terrorists that are from the north and went to separate. And the thing is, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty shown, pretty fleshed out that the terrorists are serious. They really do try to to show off some uh, at some points. The attempts are really, really something to, uh, what we would call, let's say, they mostly do bombings. And it's pretty serious, right? So, the whole thing is that there there is this terrorist organization and they have to dismantle it. Okay, so we start then following uh, a lead from somewhere... And at this point, right, so we have oh, who we have in the roster. We have Erico and Jean. We have Triella and Hillshire, her handler, and we have Inhita and Giuseppe, and also Angelica and Marco. And we we are shown this uh, let's say this this flow to of them following these leads, so across Italy they go from place to place uh, storming safe houses, finding people killing people, killing a lot of people a uh, whole lot of the action scenes are pretty pretty well drawn, pretty pretty well made and just as a, um, an add on, right the you can see that from s- certain points, like the first Let's say 20, 20 chapters are really one style of drawing, and from then on, you can see they become a bit more softer. Maybe something akin to coming more to to the times, right? Uh, just a uh, side note, just to just to give the the whole stitch of the any of the manga in general. So. We basically see this this thing where they fight the terrorists, they fight things, they eventually... You see the girls... The girls do get shot also. The, it's not so much of a one-sided fight. And then we see some parts where it's more focused on the terrorist side. You can see that I think it's to humanize the enemy because you... You see that the two sides of the conflict. You see that everyone has their their reasons to do what they do, and that everyone there has the reason that why they are doing what they are doing. And that's really the core thing about Gunslinger Group to me. At, at the very least, I I came in for the guns, stayed for the fuse and the real messed up ending. But I I will not spoil that. The thing is right we get to the point where we are presented to the, to the traumas that go into the girls and into the handlers. So, for example, one of them, as a kid, is attacked by a, a home invader. One of them, it's, it's, and it's really messed up. I, I don't want to minimize that, but their stories are really, really tragic. And it's it's a situation that you can you see in the news, right? You you see these things happen in real life. It's not something strictly taken out of a book. It, it's not the the author inventing this stuff. It's something that you see. You you feel like, man, this this is something that really happens. Kids getting messed up. That this is something that really really happens. And to me, that's. That's something that it really just triggered something in me. I think it's um, it showed me that although it's so fantastic this setting of getting girls to be cyborgs and all that's that's okay I mean whatever but the the behind of the of this whole setting there is this truth about it and, and then you get kind of man, we live in a messed up world right? I mean, after 2020, what, what is not messed up about this world? I, anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. The thing is, right, so we go through until, I think, episode, uh, chapter chapter 50, I think? Uh, no, I'm, I maybe, no, 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 no I'm, I'm messed up. Chapter 30, 31, whatever we get to see that there is the second generation of cyborgs. And that's the part first things first, right? The best girl comes in here, right? It's Petrushka. They they call her Petra for the most part. And her handler, Alessandro. And this is the part in the manga, at the very least to me, right? That they kind of first off, right? They start to veer towards um, more humanized way of the seeing the cyborgs, so the agency at that point had these kind of strict rulings towards the handlers, <laughs> and this is kind of kind of really messed up. Falling in love with the girls or being attached emo- emotionally with the girls, but when Petra arrives. That kind of changes a bit. I don't know. But it also seems that's because she's a bit older than the other girls and well whatever. Point is, they This is the first part in the the manga that they acknowledge that the girls at that point in time of the first generation they are kind of getting to their let's say expiration date. So you see at that point that Angelica is kind of getting what would, we would say it's kind of a early stages of Alzheimer. And eventually she forgets even her own name and it's pretty messed up. But And the thing is, right, the, from this point on also, they <laughs> really just start storming the shit out of the story. So the, from... Chapter thirty to chapter one hundred, they just don't stop throwing story at the wall. They don't stop throwing the story at you, really, really fast and really, really just loaded. So if you, the first thirty chapters are really, really smooth, uh, smooth going easy to read no challenge at all uh, just shoot a bad guy and be over let's let's go home From that point on when Petra arrives the things just start rolling so fast so then you get this uh, random rich guy who contracts uh, a really let's say a uh, veteran terrorist from some weird nowhere of the Middle East. So he's apparently Italian and went into exile and then he returns and starts messing the whole thing up. So there's this whole operation that uses even all the girls in the whole agency and the military police and the military. And from that point on, the action just ramps up so, so much, so, so high the guns man the guns I, I don't know how guns work in Italy so I don't know uh, les- legislature and laws and regulations and whatever but man for for a <laughs> for a country in the EU I would say the ver the variety and the, I would I won't say the symbology but the, the way they portray the guns in, in this manga is so nice and To to be a credit, not a single Glock in sight. I feel like I have to say this because although there are FN scars and all, Six Hours, Walters, Winchesters, and whatever, not a single Glock, not a single M4 or M16. I feel like I have to say that to me it's beautiful. Uh, I would also we just give some shoutouts most of the girls are suited with some machine guns so for instance Henrietta carries a P90 and a Sig P230 P230 yes the SAS one the Triela carries a Winchester Riku has a really just whatever loadout she's given so she does not uh, stick too much but she has uh, uh, the most symbolic of her is the Dragonov and Petra when she arrives she gets a Spectre M4 and then also Angelica has an AUG I don't remember her side arm especially but whatever so beginning to that I just want to say I started this story saying, telling about how I wanted to see guns. I saw guns. I'm pretty happy. So, getting back to the to the thing. And from that point on, when the girls really start to uh, come to the come to the realization that they have a limited time to live with their handlers, you see the most of the girls develop this uh, break the condition and develop this emotional relationship with their their handlers. So, for example, right. And then you see the counterweight. There is the traumas that the handlers carry. So, for instance, uh, Giuseppe and Jean are brothers, and they had uh, they had a family rights. So, and they had a, a, a little sister, and Jean had a fiance. They all passed away in a terrorist bombing. So, to both of them, they are working. Against the terrorists for revenge, and this this comes really, really to the to show at the end because you see then uh, they for the most part of the manga they are really cool, mainly Jin, really cool, really calculating. At the end, he's just bla- guns blazing, kicking doors down, and and then you see also uh, eventually. That they have really. They are really kind to the cyborgs. They always, even between during missions, they care about the cyborgs. And then you see they get really rough when the (laughs) shit hits the fan. And that to me just. To me, it's good writing. To me, it's really good writing. It's uh, a really humane thing. You see the as stress build up people get erratic to that's i don't know if what you can say but to me that's realistic as fuck so you see that the, although at the beginning all the characters seem kind of plain by the end you see that they have this this realism to them although the the setting is so fantastic so wonderful you see that the human factor is still there. And I think that's awesome. That's pretty good writing. So, and then you get to see that the traumas of all the handlers, some handlers have traumas about love, some about revenge, some about just opportunities they had in life that they lost, people they lost, um, things that they couldn't, do and and all and that's to me really good but also really challenging some some of the stories uh some of the stories were so heavy or so really ticked me off so much that i had to stop by for the day of rating because i i could not continue that's why i say uh challenge rating on this one i would say it's 10 for the middle to the end it's a 10 so and, and that's about it what I want to tell about the story that's that's pretty much where I want to end because if I if I talk more I will spoil some parts that really read it to know because it's really really good it's worth your time it's really well written the, the actions is pretty good the characters are pretty good there is this whole host of characters that are in the sidelines so people in the agency that are not really uh, not operatives the people with the cyber laboratory the guys in the cabinet the prime minister and all there's this whole thing that really gives the setting um, a really footing reality that really helps this sto- the whole story the whole manga be really good so what's my opinion right uh, maybe i already said it for the most part i think it's a really good manga it's well written the art style for the most part is not something really to my taste but some of the frames are really really nice the and, and that's the thing right i also didn't Watch the anime because the anime seems not really, uh, let's say, animated with the style of the manga, or not really well animated with the style of the manga. And to me, the anime also doesn't cover the parts that I liked about the anime, the manga. So, for just for reference, the anime, from what I gathered didn't even get to the part where Petra uh, gets introduced so to me that's a no that's uh, I can skip that but also if you want to watch the anime please do I don't 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 mind me I, I just won't and for the most part arts is competent solid for for the guns I will have to give a, a 10. Really nice. You can identify what gun it is all times. So, to me, that's that's pretty nice. Uh, challenge. So, starts good. Art's good. What else? Challenge. Challenge is a ten. Most of the time is a ten. The beginning is pretty, pretty lukewarm. Pretty five out of ten. It's pretty easy to follow. Easy to easy to go. Continue to read. Uh, after some time, there things get rough and it's really, really good. So that's about it, what I wanted to talk about. I didn't even, uh, when I started reading this, I didn't even meant to do this review, but after I read the ending, although it's really nice, it's kind of messed up, but at the same time, it's really nice and the manga is really nice in all. So I got to do the review. So if you like my ramblings, my this thing I do every other week, please follow me like the the video, the podcast. If you can subscribe in YouTube, join the Discord please, and I'll see you next time. Bye.